This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Ford and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Hey, welcome to another episode of This Life, Bob. Bob Forrest and uh, Dr. Drew. Yes, I sir. for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, <laughs> But for the grace of God, you're here, Bob. I, my car overheated on the way here. In the middle of the desert. Well, yeah, yesterday. It was a nightmare. It got stuck in the sand, never followed GPS in a remote rural area because the roads are dirt and it still will tell you to go on them. Oh. So Elvis and I got stuck. Then we were lost in the desert. Elvis, your son. He kept saying, we should call the sheriff. The sheriffs always rescue people. He was like an <laughs> army ranger. I was like panicked. And he was like, this is a great adventure. <laughs> Uh-oh. This is Daddy Elvis' adventure. That may be the gene. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then we walked for miles and miles and miles. You walked? You left the car and walked? Yeah, we were oh, in the middle of nowhere in the Mojave God. Desert or whatever. So then... I see these two houses. We start walking towards them. As we walk towards them, they look like meth labs. Per- perfect. And a pit bull comes out. Oh, well, so they were meth labs. <laughs> good. <laughs> Turned out one of the houses was a good guy. Who, that happens to a lot of people who follow GPS oh, in the world. So I'm doing this as a public service announcement. Oh, my God. Hysterical. If you're in the desert where there's dirt roads, don't put GPS in because it gives you the shortest route. The shortest route is not the best desert route. Uh, listen, I, I've uh, been in the outbacks of certain parts of this country too where it will give you country roads and stuff. Forget the dirt roads. It'll just send you anywhere but the freeway. <laughs> so yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Waze is normally so a good thing. So it broke thing. my radiator getting stuck in the sand so that, and it overheated on the way here, but I'm here. I'd like to introduce you all to our latest sponsor. It is the Rocky Mountain Treatment Center. They're in Montana. And if you've been listening to anything that Bob and I have been talking about over the years, you know that we're very particular about an addiction treatment. We don't uh, take recommendations lightly, so we've looked into these guys pretty carefully. And the Rocky Mountain Treatment Center happens to be one uh, I am able to recommend, and I'm happy to do so. They focus on individualized treatment of the patients, uh, including their entire well-being based on a biopsychosocial model. This is what Bob and I have done for years and years. Uh, they don't just look at addiction. They look at the psychiatric issues, the psychological issues, the trauma issues, all aspects of the physical and mental health. And of course, you've uh, heard me stress the importance of this uh, for long-term success. There's staying sober, but there's what I call real recovery, which is dealing with all the risk factors that set people up for bad addiction. They're in Great Falls, Montana. It's a 26-bed facility surrounded by amazing Montana landscape. Patients can have a range of recreational therapies, including equine therapy. For more information on Rocky Mountain Treatment Center, click on their banner on the thislifepodcast.com website or at drdrew.com or visit their site at rocky.rehab. That is simply R-O-C-K-Y dot rehab. 
So we got we a couple of great guests. First guest, Jen Kirkman. Uh, Jen very kindly was... Uh, I'm just uh, budding in. She's budding I- in. I'm going to be very... I'll be quiet. Well, it turns out Jen's a fan of our show. Perfect. Yeah. Why, why are you a fan of our show? I'm really into psychology and addiction and stuff. Obsessed. Obsessed. And I'm like a codependent Al-Anon. So I was telling her, we were talking in the kitchen, that uh, there seems to be four categories of celebrity rehab fans, right? Yeah. Which I think you're only aware of a couple. But there's a lot of different types of people. The real core audience of celebrity rehab fans are very compassionate towards the addicts. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. rating that VH1 gets at 1.1 or whatever it is, that's that's people who love the show and love addicts. They're probably codependent, but they always are very compassionate when I meet them. Yeah. Then there's another part of the of the of the celebrity rehab zeitgeist that are people that never really watched the show, but just like the the salaciousness of it all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then there's that boost that we always have in the first two episodes, which is Schadenfreude, wanting to see. Wanted to see Amber throw up in a bucket, <laughs> <laughs> which is I've been told by more men that that's one of the sexiest things ever. <laughs> well, let, let's bring Amber in, Amber Smith <laughs> here to, to oh, with that Smith. intro. <laughs> It was I, some kind of like sexy scene award online or something. No, yes, yeah. see, Drew's not aware no of this kind of stuff. We have to blow his mind with this. I am blown by that. That's why my mind is blown. That's so I, you. You just saw an addict, an opiate withdrawals, throwing up in a bucket. Guys saw a whole different aspect of that. Oh, my God. <laughs> They'll see sex wherever they want it. I'm, I, not, well, I'm not blown away. I understand I'm, that about men, but I, they always they, they never cease to disappoint me. You know, it oh. goes lower and lower all the time. But poor Amber, you how do you feel about being the object of that? Well, I, I remember being so sick. And I yeah. remember you coming in the next day and say it was like day four. Yeah. I, I mean, I was fine the first three days and just being so ill. I was just trying to get it up and out. Because mm. my, my withdrawals <laughs> were like two weeks long, restless mm. leg syndrome. That's one of the worst things. But celebrity rehab was such a great experience for me because people are so compassionate. They're mm. like, how are you? Have you? You're kind of acting out what either they're going through or they know someone who's gone through the it. Audience. The it audience. The audience, yeah. It so deep. I know it does. It really does. Yeah. Well, you're one of them. Yeah, and I think as someone, I mean, I have my own... Uh, I, I've never had a substance addiction problem, but uh, my behaviors veer into that category. And so I do 12-step stuff. I do therapy. But it's, it's for me, I think when you see the most... All right, this is a ridiculous example. But I was very moved when Caitlyn Jenner became Caitlyn Jenner. Mm-hmm. Because to see someone not live their truth, everyone can relate to that. That's just an, an amazingly huge example. So I think the average person who's not an addict will watch people getting a second chance or exploring things that really messed them up. And if anyone can relate to that. Like everyone, whether you have the gene to be an addict or No, that's whatever, right. I mean, this is all about, it's all family about being issue a something. human being. And there's yeah. the really fourth component of the audience, which is professionals, people who are interested in, in the condition of living. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being a human. Right. Yeah. And, the, right. and people don't really talk about that much anymore. No, just I talk know. about ISIS and, you know... <laughs> Here's my question, though. Speaking of Caitlin, did those girls lose their dad? How do they... The young ones? Yes. Like, we were just talking about love addiction, love avoidance. And even though we're aware of our patterns, help. How do you get out of it? I'm very aware that I'm attracted to pathology. Yeah. But how do you get out of it? There's two sort of simplistic, maybe overly simplistic way of answering that. One is you're always going to be attracted to those kinds of people. That's just now kind of in you. So you have to, A, decrease the power of that attraction somehow, and that's therapy, 
and B, not respond to that attraction. You have to be able to t- talk to yourself and go, I know where this is going. I know I've read the script before. This is not going to, yes, it would be very gratifying in the moment, but it's going to end up bad for me. And you have to believe that and know that. But the power has to be diminished because it's so powerful. And right. that, that's therapy. And and I, you and I last we talked was, what, two years ago or something? Right. How have things been going since then? Great. But, but the, reason, the reason I brought that up, though, was it just because I, I, I look at people now and I look at their lives when they're young and they just kind of like fulfill what they see, the, what's role modeled before them. Yeah. And my dad was gone at three. So I just pick men that, you know, abandon and reject me. Yeah, perfect. And they're just gone well and I'm well confused done. and sometimes they don't even say goodbye. So I was just curious about those two young girls about will they pick yes. men? Yes, okay. they will. They will right. Unless they have a lot of therapy, they will pick things that reenact that experience Got for it. them. I mean, right? I don't think we're picking the healthiest family on earth to, <laughs> to look <laughs> as models. Right. You know, I don't think any of them are going to, I don't think any of them are going to have successful lives other than be very wealthy. See, yeah. that's America's myth that if you're very wealthy, right. you're successful. Right. It's not. Or that you right. can't feel any emotional pain because you're wealthy and people get, I remember thinking like, I was thinking about Madonna recently and I was thinking she's in her late 50s she's had two marriages You're obsessed with Madonna I am totally am. her latest album <laughs> is, we all her latest album is like an ode to relationship problems she still gets her heartbroken she still hasn't figured it out Madonna is not good at relationships right and I was saying that to someone and they go yeah but she's rich she can get on a yacht anytime I go does that make her Mm-mm. how no. she feels no. like she shit on the yacht then yeah right that's she's a still weird a, meanness right. that goes on yeah, but like, even more so than that when you have when you have your kids not wanting to come home to you, you got right. troubles. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. care and, how and rich or successful you That's right. In this country, generally, we don't put a value and a priority on relationships. And when you, whenever you people examine happiness, meaning in life, always the same thing hits the top of the scale, which is important people. Important people to you. Meaning, Models. Meaning who, no, meaning who you love, who you're close to, who you're you know, connected to. That's what gives life its meaning. And mm-hmm. and by the way, and if you have trouble... But don't trub- you start from a very early age modeling that? Yes. Healthy relationships. Well, but you can have treatments and you can do things that can reestablish, you know, versions of healthy relationships. It may not be perfect. Progress, not perfection. You know when, right? I was in, I, when I was stuck in Glendale, they <laughs> Which was your selling the lotto thing and it's $999 million in front of where I was stuck, right? And I was thinking, what if I won that, like $800 million next week? Yeah. I'd give everyone that I love like a million dollars. Oh, I know that oh, you would think too. that. Yeah. I'd like, I'd first, yeah. I split it with her. I split it with her. Yeah, yeah. Family. Just I'd, like yeah. It just seems. And then I thought some people should get more. And I started thinking some people should get less. <laughs> and I think because you spread out, you you know, you're lucky if you have. I have six or eight really close people in my mm-hmm. life. So then, but there, I still have 20, 30, 40 people that I love. Nate, I'd give him a million bucks for sure. I always fantasize about that. I'd, go, ah. I'd give them a million, but then I'd give them a consultation with Susie Orman so they don't screw it up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're like, oh, that's control. I figure all my friends are going to blow it right off the bat. No, I would totally control. They don't kill themselves. <laughs> but, but, but Amber, last time we talked, you were in a really satisfying relationship, it seemed like, no? I was. And then I started to really like him. Oh. Then what happened? Pushed him away. You got too clingy? Uh, he just detached. Oh, But shit. why, though? The mechanism is why. Ooh, man, it got good, too. After about a year and a half, we all had the same friends. We traveled a lot. I got really comfortable. And then one time we went on a trip, and I was very insecure. There was this weird feeling of, does he like me? I, I've never felt like that with him before. 
And then I didn't hear from him again. And then I wrote, you know, for a couple of weeks and I thought he was mad at me because we did have a little fight. Mm-hmm. And then he just faded out of the picture. And I thought, wow, I, that feeling of insecure that I was feeling because I had really started to like him and he was pulling away. Wait a minute. After a year and a half, he faded. He didn't break up. It, it just kind of like faded out. But how weird that he didn't at least yeah, give you a... Yeah, that's what everybody like a... says. That's what everybody says. Was there says. something, do you think, that he... Because I just went through something like this. With your insecurity, whatever it made you do, even if it... Like, suddenly you're not perfect and he can't handle that and goodbye. Like, you're not allowed to be human ever. Right. Well, the, or, the, or the relationship's not able to be perfect or something. Or he, he doesn't want to... Who knows what his experience was because he didn't give you a right. chance to tell you, which no, is No, I so, have no idea. I have no idea. He just kind of faded out. Last I heard, he was dealing with some lawyers or something, and that was it. So it makes me feel about this big. It makes me feel right, like... it's awful. There was no relationship. Yeah. It was all in my head. Yeah. And there was no, no there closure. Was. Something yeah. happened. But well, something happened. Something happened, and there's something about him, not about you. Yeah. Something he about him. He wanted a mommy, and then you showed weakness. All the roles are changed around. See, I'm like a throwback to you. You and I are like raised by the 20s people. <laughs> did you have you know a mom and dad? So we're yeah, like... We did. We're like, we did. Yeah, yeah, we loved Except he was raised by his... Sister grandfather, mom. but I mean, same had a, thing. tell the story real quick for you. Well, Amber. my sister's my mother, and my grandparents adopted me, and I didn't know sister about it. Your That's mother, it. <laughs> your sister's your mother. You thought yeah, your yeah, yeah. sister was uh, in, ended up being your mom? Yeah, she's <gasps> my real mother. But her parents adopted Nicholson? me. Yeah, it happened to him. Happened to John Lennon. So I'm in good company. What? <laughs> I know. But but anyways, so Amber, don't feel bad. I don't even know how to comprehend that. But there's throwbacks in male role models, Drew. If if Susan's acting insecure, you comfort her, right? Yes. That's what guys do. Yes. Guys nowadays don't. They're like, fuck this, man. Yep. They are. I swear to go God, I know stuff. a lot of guys. It's true. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Wait, I was going to ask you based well, on what Or they become saying. stalkers. That's the other thing. <laughs> yeah. If you don't well, respond the way they want, they stalk. Those mm-hmm. are the two moves. It's either, hey, you're, you're, you're trouble, you're difficult. And I think a lot of men have trouble understanding that my insecurity is my issue. I'm not clinging to you. I'm not obsessed with you. I've had someone say to me once, I'm not that great. I go, oh, I know. <laughs> I'm just insecure because it's my issue is coming up and I know oh. how to deal with it. But if you could give me fucking 10 minutes to be human, that'd be great. Ooh, good luck. You know. Well, it's getting bad, guys. It's it's really bad. The interpersonal really landscape is I getting bad. I pray to God every night, make me a lesbian. That's how you know you <laughs> know. cannot choose it. Because I'm begging, please. The Lord, the please God. Jesus. Hear Jennifer, hear Jen Kirkman's prayer. <laughs> My girlfriends and I have been talking a lot about like um, communal living. Because I moved out to LA. I'm in Manhattan Beach now. And I'm in this community. And I left my garage door up and my neighbors called me and said, your garage door is up. And I'm oh. like, who's this call? It was so weird to that's have nice. like, that's nice. it's amazing. Yeah, that's nice. But it freaked me out. It was too much like, too close. You're, you're looking at me, you're monitoring me. It took me weeks to just kind of relax into it. Yeah, yeah. They're my best friends. Yeah, yeah. They have a little nine-year-old daughter and I'm going, it, it's intimate. It just threw me. I'm used to Los Angeles where you get in your apartment building and you run up into your apartment and you lock the door. And you yeah. hope nobody, you know, knocks on the door. It's very strange. It's so isolated out here. But but healthy intimacy is the challenge, right? Yes. And and, and that's we we were talking about last time you were you were in that. Uh, Amber said something the last time I talked to her that stayed with me. She goes, "I'm laughing because it was kind of funny but kind of intense." You said, uh, "I used to always talk to you about feelings." Remember that? Yes. <laughs> and, she, and she like like like, are you? How, what are you feeling? Can you connect your feelings? And she now after what two years of feeling numb. After you got oh, sober, many years. yeah, many years later, she goes. I never understood what you were even no. talking about. What, what, do you, what do you? What do you mean? He would say things like, "How do you feel?" and "Has any pain come up?" And I'm going, "What is he talking about? This pain? It's all pain. Just 
you know, I have like ADD. That's just pain in the moment. I, I always want to escape into other stuff because mm. there's pain in the moment. It's low level and kind of subconscious, but it's there. It's I had trauma. no idea it's what trauma. you were talking about. Yeah, it's trauma. It took a long time. And, and you said something else about, I said, well, why do I need to talk to my friends? You know, and, and he said, because you need an emotional landscape. So now when I overreact to things and I talk to my friends, they're like, oh, that's not a big deal. Or the opposite. I'll say, well, he never wrote me back. Oh, well. And she'll go, wait a minute. You write to him and say, you need to respond to me. They help you gain reality. Like, where are you in reality? And all of it, including your neighbors, is an intimacy, right? It's all to have a healthy intimacy, which is something that's hard for you. Very. Mm. Because look what happened after a year and a half he left. Well, what do you do about what do you do about the the being like attracted to a pathology, and you have to decrease that? How can you train someone to be attracted to the right no, things? Because usually to, those no, no. people bore. Right, those people bore or cling or whatever. I have these problems too. I think you can't once you have that system going. What I've noticed is after lots of years of trying to figure it out, is I cannot force things to go the way they always go. Right? No. Because we all that, have a not, natural history. That's not an understandable statement. Say, try a different yes, way. Okay, yeah. so yeah. if you start taking somebody for granted, right? That you in, can, in, in you a relationship. Can, you, yes. That, if that's a common thing that I do consistently and I'd heard it through the years. Okay. I'm not going to do that. When I find myself losing interest, I'm going to buck up right. and say, how are you doing today? And? And then that keeps the thing from going into the, the same spiral. old spiral. Yeah, I, that that's it, one element. It's a coping element. It's one, it's it's an, it's an attempt, you have to have a, you have to have an awareness, attention, of yourself and what attention. you tend to do and force the other person to become in your eyes. And then change and then maintain the change and that's hard. That's the yeah. hardest part. That's hard. Right. Maintain the change. How do you know if you're legitimately losing interest the way a normal person right. would or it's some pathology crap? Because they like you and so, now you're suddenly now you feel rabbit hole, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that that's right, and, and that's what has to be kind of teased out. But but I but the part that diminishes the power of this, and you open Bob by saying you've been sorting these things out for years, is having an intimate relationship with a professional, having therapy, so, so that who who rebuilds the landscape that the same landscape I was talking about really teaches you to tolerate closeness that yes. then you go out in the world and you to tolerate similar kinds of closeness. So yes. it, it, you'll still be aroused by the same old shit, but it wanted the same power over you. She, I, I had this therapist and I was going to her once a week and she said to me, she goes, listen, when you come in here once a week, I'm just getting a diary reading. You know, you're just, you're just telling me what your week's like. I want to see you twice a week. Yeah, wow. that's what I was told too. Did we make progress. I, I went twice a week to my therapy yeah. too. Oh my, my now it's not a diary reading. Now you're talking about feelings and I cried in front of her and it's and, so and it gets And it gets a little weird too when you're that, <gasps> right? It gets a little like, you're like out of your, I don't know. It's a weird, it's hard well, to describe. Would be, say there's three, three days before, I was Tuesdays and Fridays. And you really <laughs> melted down and week. fell apart on Tuesday, but now you're reconstituted, but you're back in their lobby and you're like, oh, fuck, do we have to pick up where we were? <laughs> Ra- oh, and you I'm don't totally go? fine now. That's all behind me. <laughs> but you feel better afterwards? One of my best friends is an addictionologist, actually, oh, and just wow. building this relationship with her because mm. she's so present and aware and, you know, and how do you feel and what do you feel about that? Wow. That's, I'm, I'm used to talking to a wall, you know? I'm used to giving a lot of attention to people that don't, give any back that's a, i'm sorry that that didn't work out that seemed to be it, it, whatever it was it still seemed there was 
unusually close and, yes, and, and, yes. and, and satisfying to you. Yes, very. Because you, you didn't really have satisfying relationships no. before that. It was nourishing in a way that other ones had not been. So whatever it was, yeah. let's be grateful. Yes. You know, he's an asshole for ending it the way he did. He had his own fucked up reasons for it. They're not have anything to do with you. Really. I know you have trouble hearing well, that. Well, I just wonder, you know, a part of me, could I handle whatever he had to say? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you could so? have. Mm. You got to not live in fear of that. It, but when, by the way, whatever it is, it would be kind of weirdly distorted because whatever makes somebody up to you, you're going to have just fade away. It's yeah. so, such a pussy move. It's such a pathetic move. So he may not even be able to tell you what was really right. going on for him. Here's another yeah. thing that happens in relationships that you can stop doing. When you find a guy you kind of don't see your old friends anymore because you're now with the guy. Guys do that with girls too and vice versa. When my last marriage ended, I was talking with this friend of mine who we've known each other since we were 19 and he had just gone through a divorce and we're both sitting there and he goes, I keep thinking who's going to be at my bedside when I'm dying and it's probably going to be you and Pete. (laughs) (laughs) And I started to think about that because it was true. We have deep intimacy me and a couple of my guy friends mm. like that's who i love that's who i trust and why do we devalue that as soon as we get in a relationship because yes. that becomes the priority sex <laughs> it, it, it hits a different kind of a system but i would say like even but no but i'm saying you know what you i mean lock in that a relationship down. and you stop having your social interactions yeah, right. literally people. i i would argue that that's some sort of biological mechanism that's nesting preparing to build a family you know, are some you sort happier of weird... in a relationship than with your friends is that no, i didn't say that okay. I, I just said that that he asked why that happens right. locked and, and loaded and i think and it's I'm sort just... of a mechanism that some people get too fed into for sure yes, no no sure. doubt but that it's natural that people kind of pair off and go you know they separate from their mainstream because they're nesting you know effectively that's what's biologically happening at least now i'm not saying it's healthy or good particularly if you have issues around love addiction stuff i think it's bad then it, then it over, or you can do what Jen does: go nest and invite all your friends back in. Only the single ones, though. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I I had like a recent relationship where this person knew all my friends, and we would go out together. Or single I'm friends? Still... No, no, no. In relationships. Because remember like... that you you said when you were married, you had all your single friends coming around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when I was married, yes. But in the, my most recent relationship, I included him in my life. I made sure that I was accountable to everyone. I still saw every. I called spreading it around. Hmm? But we had a different kind of intimate, obviously different than other people, but I was at least relieved with this breakup. I didn't have to crawl back to people and reintroduce, hey, remember me? It's been eight months since we've hung out. You know, thank God I didn't have that. But I think, but I do notice friends, even in healthy marriages, and I'm sure these people aren't having sex more than once a month. It's been so long. But by sex, I mean sexual drive, reproductive drive, that kind of stuff. But they, they will just, that's their one person that's their one intimacy and then it's like if you want to hang out with one of the people in the couple they have to bring the other person and it's like what about me and my intimacy with you i'm not getting it if you bring your spouse because we've got to not go as deep because andrew doesn't know as much about you just mentioned that you just mentioned that with a male friend of yours remember that the the female was the one he was sort of foisting you on Yeah, yeah yeah i think that happens too if if you have opposite sex friendships and you're straight the the wife gets uncomfortable. I have to come or, along, or the, or the man, or the man. Yeah. Someone has to come along, and it's like it. Kind of, I honestly feel like you know, not everyone has a lot of time. So if I want to see my girlfriend, and she just shows up with her husband without telling me, I can't tell her some of my secrets. My bonding with her mm. is not complete. Her bonding's fine because she's got him there and yeah. me. 
Right. Mm. And I think that that's something no one talks about because you sound like the angry single person who's like, (laughs) but it's really from a very deep level. I feel very abandoned Mm. when people show up with their spouse that I'm not as familiar with. I feel like I blocked off this time for intimacy. I'm not getting it now. Mm. And it's a healthy thing. Yeah. Of course not. <laughs> I go on a podcast and say it. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, now that I'm learning how to name what it is, I probably wouldn't say it right after it happened, but I might you make say, sure I, next time say, we hang I wanna, out. I want to get together just time. you and I because yeah. you got to straighten it out. Because yeah. a lot of married couples, they don't have say anymore. You're just kind of, you're going where you're told. That, that's how I felt. Is that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Telling. <laughs> Just, but no, you but do I get would a go lot of sometimes and I would think like, I'm not supposed to be here right now. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And he, the guy probably knew that. Yeah. So you guys should just get up and leave. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. If you feel that you should. I, I agree with that. So Amber, now are things going okay? Are they? Well, so what happened is I was in entertainment for a while, but I just lost the passion for it. You know, I was in it 25 years. Yeah. And then about a year and a half ago, I got sick. Right after the relationship kind of ended, I just couldn't sleep. I was looking at, I mean, sugar all night long, wanting sugar. Something was wrong. So I just did like the doctor tour of Los Angeles. And I went to, you know, everyone and ran blood tests. I really couldn't find anything. But it launched me on a whole new path. I am obsessed about health, especially alternative. I'm now in school to be a homeopath. So it's a three-year school. I'm very, I I can't believe this world is open to me. I never, I was a junk food addict. I never exercised. Um, But something's going on. I haven't figured out what's going on with me. But, uh, and it's going on with a lot of people. I mean, one in two get cancer. Half the world by by, uh, 2025 is going to be autistic. Half the children. That's ridiculous. That is a weird piece of data. That, that we don't know if that's true or not, but there but is. But there is a, like that, there right? is a big number. Yeah, it's a, no matter what, everyone agrees. It's yeah, like, I keep mm. thinking: is it overdiagnosis or is just so we don't the, know. the world getting sicker? We don't know. That's, yeah, we, that's, we don't it know. looks like it's not being overdiagnosed. Could it, it be a like parasite? A, yes, that's what that's what I always talk about, and people shoot me down. I think it's all parasitical. He's I the think doctor. it's pathogens. Let's find out. No? Well, Come on, doctor. Well, the only the only association so far that has been. And again, they're looking actively because they don't know yet. Is a uh, older father that the genetic what? genetic fragility? Come on now, get off that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying you have to get an autistic child if you're older father, but but yeah. older father is the one because your your DNA gets more fragile as you age, and so that's one, the one thing that they point at and go, "Well, we found this association." Mm. Whether it's causative, we don't know. Yeah. So these ki- kids have real bad gut problems. Yeah, they do. You know, that's kind of strange, too. Mm-hmm. And they say that, you know, if you have a bad gut, you get bullied in, in school if you so don't have a lot of this. good bacteria. You want to get real freaked out? Mm. So knowing all you know about medicine and germs and viruses and everything, isn't it a miracle that everybody isn't sick every day? Oh, it's a miracle. <gasps> well, sir, throughout history, we didn't live out of childhood. That's why whenever, yeah. whenever, no, absolutely. We, you, you're probably living out of childhood was like, what, one in 50 or something? But it, wow. it, in uh, that's why when Susan does, you know, has her psychics on her show and they talk to you know they're doing talking to people like we're we're all the dead children, you guys. Why don't you talk to them? Because they're they outnumber the uh, adults and the oh, and the and the uh, Civil War generals that you talk to right, by, right. by thousands of orders of magnitude. Because most people were either peasants or died in childbirth, and and half of women died in childbirth yeah, throughout yeah. human history. You died in childbirth. That, okay, this a, flu that came with the vomiting and diarrhea that came around a couple months the ago, norovirus. Yeah, I got that. That was the most horrible thing. I would have died of that 100 years ago. Possibly, huh? possibly. Probably, because, you know, there was this thing, 1915, the fourth leading cause of death was mm-hmm. diarrhea. 
Well, but how that, is that? Yeah, From but that but that was diarrhea. Like it, that, we were an underdeveloped country then. That was cholera. That was shigella. That was salmonella back then. So if Jenny McCarthy had her way, wouldn't all those things come back? Uh, <laughs> no, because we don't have vaccines. That was a joke. Oh, We don't have vaccines against any of those things. But but, they, but we've improved our food system and our water supply. We, listen, the, the <laughs> single biggest medical advancement is sanitation. Because that, in those days, when that stuff would got into the water, that's how we got it or got into the food. And that's why when you go to con- certain South American and Central American countries, you still get that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why we see it coming up here from the south of the border all the time, mm-hmm. including worms and all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff. All kinds of stuff coming up. We, crazy, you know, cystocercosis. Uh, it was our, the, when I was at worked at the county hospital in Los Angeles. Cystocercosis, which is a tapeworm larva that gets into your brain, Ugh. was the leading cause. That's my worst nightmare. Hold on a that second. One. That was mine now. My dog licks my mouth. <laughs> I'm so scared. Something's going in there. But that was the leading, the leading cause of seizure, new onset seizure that we saw at the time. And in all the textbooks, they would just put it as an afterthought. Like, well, in rare cases, cystocercosis might cause right. seizure. But in LA County, because of everyone coming up from south right. of the border, it was the leading cause. Oh my god! Leading cause happened in my uncle's home. He had a painter in there. Got flopped down with a seizure, cystocercosis. <gasps> and how do you get the things out of the brain? Uh, medicine, medication. Okay. Have you ever heard of MMS? No. Uh, chlorine dioxide. They're uh, detoxing these. It's it's very controversial, but they're detoxing these autistic children, and they're like coming alive. They're just you know. I know Jenny did that kind of stuff, and she's sort of off it now. She she did she a lot is? of stuff. Yeah, but I don't know specifics. So I'm not going to speak on her behalf. Mm-hmm. But, I'm very uh, interested in yeah. that stuff. But uh, we're getting way of yeah. <laughs> from from uh, relationships is where I was sort of hoping to focus our yeah. conversation. I think you guys are running away from relationship conversations. You all look. I'm right like, here. All right. Here. <laughs> all right. Good. Uh, you've been going through some relationships. Always, always. Yeah. Yeah. Divorce is hard now. So the thing I'm interested in is role reversals. Mm-hmm. The male, female role reversals. Everything's equal. Caitlyn Jenner, you can't do this. You can't do that. Everything's equal. Everything's well, let, equal. Let me tell Except you. if you get a divorce. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then nothing's equal. <laughs> then yeah. the guy needs to go sleep in a, in a, in a tent in the park. <laughs> Well, I think it's different when you have kids because okay. I got divorced. I don't divorced. know why I'm looking at you. I but got I'm divorced at you. and I experienced the opposite. Were you the main breadwinner? Oh, deadbeat? You, you, you no, had a no, deadbeat no, guy? No, not at all. Dead we were beat. both completely equal with everything and we decided to end it ourselves, meaning just let's just split what's in the bank account. And he, the, he didn't want to live in the apartment anyway. He's like, I want to live in a different part of town, so you keep the apartment, I'll get another one. And then... Weirdly, he got a lawyer, and the lawyer came in. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then made yeah, everything that's... horrible, and I lost. Yeah. a lot of and money. And most of the money went you to the did? lawyer. We both did, but he I was, was like, "This is stupid." Most goes to no, the lawyer. No, he wasn't at all. It was just we both lost stuff. It was crazy, but I just happened to have anyway. It was just this weird thing, but anyway, but yeah, I know what you're saying. It, it was this. <laughs> it was this. I, I bet if we had kids, it would be like. It's torture. You, oh, you then go. they then they really yeah. then they really no. I think it. you're right. Everything's equal, but there's still that. the roles don't reverse. Then usually, those... and to be fair, I was talking with uh, somebody. I was talking, Maybe but there's Corolla. a lot of deadbeats. Like I'm not a deadbeat. No, I understand, I, but, but, but listen, there's a lot of deadbeats that walk out on their kids and their. I know yeah. what it was. We were Assholes. talking to, but Kroll and I had one of the actors from Last Man on Earth on on the on the Adam and Drew show, and he is, and he was telling us about the place where they filmed that show. If you watch, it's a great show, and it was Sinatra's party pad. And he, we started talking about how his ex-wives were treated. You know, we're just like, "Hey, fuck you, get out of here!" You know, they and get they get nothing. 
And yeah. and so they had to tolerate horrible things because uh-huh. there was sort of no compens- no way to protect mm, themselves. Right. And so I thought, well, thank God we're not doing yeah. that. This is far better than that. We just got the pendulum has just gone the other right. way as it often right. does. Yeah. But but here's something I want I want to tell Amber about, which is we're hearing about all the time on the radio now, and you you will have some insight into this. Which is, we have a. You, you're saying you said something about young males uh, just leaving. A yeah, just, they just, if, if as soon right. as they're not so, a mommy, you're yeah. going to take care of them. They right, so let run me, to somebody else. I'll tell you what's under. I've that. watched that a lot and, around the twelve step world. Right. Okay. So they mm-hmm. so they either just abandon like your guy does, and and that, we're talking about younger guys and they're young young adults primarily, right, Bob? Would you say? Yeah, okay, but I would. But hold think, on. But let I me tell you a story. Okay. Let me tell you a story. Which is a lot of that starts with, well, I've got porn. I'm fine. A, a lot of them literally just are like, oh, well, I'm okay. Cause I got, no, I, are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. They will say like, eh, women, they're kind of difficult. They're tough. I, I'm okay. Oh, we're in worse shape than oh, I thought we wow. were. Oh, I, I, I always Hang suspected on. this, but I hate hearing Hang it. Hang on. And it gets worse. Flip side is because they never really navigate the goings and coming of a relationship. When they find someone, they tend to get kind of love addicted and love obsessed. The woman doesn't reciprocate. So they don't they don't fight. They go, okay, okay, I'll be your friend. Then we get the call two years later. This is the call. I've had this now more times than I can count. So they describe this relationship, and she said she's not that, and you know she doesn't want to have a relationship right now. So I, I was a friend, and it's it's two years now. I've been her friend, and now it's time. Now it's time. She needs to. She, she needs oh, to, she, I, I, put, I put my time in. No, to be to be in the relationship. I put my time in as a friend, and now let's go. So what's that? What is it's that? a weird stalking love addiction, which is you don't accept that the woman isn't oh. reciprocating. You go, okay, well, I'll just put in my time. I'll put in my time, and and now now it's been long enough. Let's go, let's go. Oh, okay. So it, they don't they just don't face the pain of the in, rejection. They're in absolute denial, delusion about it, and oh, they just stay in the and, and but then they rationalize that. Well, I've done the friendship thing long yes. enough. But that now. fits. Yeah. You're talking about young, mid twenties, early twenties. I'm guys. talking about twenties. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's who I live 20s. with, and that's who I deal but, with. But I want to get. They every, don't even that. have social friends because it's all social media. Yeah. So they so, don't know how to talk. But I want to people. You, but you can you understand that phenomenon? Oh, com- completely. Yeah. But I mean, so they get this taste of. Of intimacy, well, of, not it's, even it's really. really. It's a love addiction. Right. It's a love addiction. Right. Flat out. But the, before they're just, I've got my porn. I'm fine. Then they actually get in. Right. And then it's poof, they can't deal with it. They right. can't. They certainly can't deal with it coming. So or they going. care with about the person though. They're love addicted. They're just completely it, ups- They're stalking them. But that also means that they're smothering. But so they're the coming other, on. But, so- but I'm always yeah, so the, the devil's goes, advocate. Uh-huh. But the woman is allowing that too by having this little play toy. Well, yeah, yes. But I. But see, I. It's funny because I know about that stuff, but I get wildly uncomfortable with, and that's because of my own Guys issues. who are in love with you that you're not, you I'm don't wildly like. uncomfortable. I cannot A lot of it. girls like that. And no, it makes no, me no. feel really bad about myself because I go, Some why can't like the that. people I love love me? But it makes me <laughs> fucking cr- I can't be around anyone who is like, like we were talking about on this last podcast. I had a friend who's now dead that, that, that I thought liked me and I was just, I couldn't even handle it. I cannot, unless I'm totally oblivious to it, but most of my male friends are, they're, they're friends. They're, Why they're, can't you handle it? it? Does it feel smothering to you? It just feels like I'm sad and I'm wasting it. It doesn't feel like right, they're right. seeing me. It feels like they're projecting right. a fantasy and I hate not being seen for who I am. Also, it's, it'll right. give you codependency stuff too. Right? So then what happens? Maybe. So th- is it that, th- okay, they're so unhappy on the inside, right? And they project, I guess, you know, all love, I guess, to a certain extent might be projection, yep. right? Yep. But this is like on steroids, yep. like, and yeah. then they it's think the they're going to get their the own love back. Yeah. Then after a year and a half, when they don't get their own self, it's really self-love they're looking for, right? Well, it, it, 
I, I yes, but I, but I hate the terminology because people that don't know how to love misinterpret what that is. They, they don't know because they don't know how. It's like t- telling somebody to walk. This but you never walk. You know, it's uh, like let me just they, get, they, they go. Well, I love myself. I love myself. Oh, no, I it's, it's something different. Yeah, yeah. No, but yeah. don't you think at the six month point there was a little tip off that this guy's not just your fucking friend, and you should start to have a boundary with them. Yeah, that's what's missing. absolutely. That's what's missing. Yes, but I think because some two girls years down the road, the, 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 there's just so many misleading. But Amber, there. some girls what? Well, some girls do. I do have a girlfriend. That she loves. On when, it. Yes. They oh yeah. That, that's when you're in ego, completely in ego, yeah. and you see someone completely obsessed. They don't care that they're wasting the person's time. There are yeah. some yeah. women that really like that. They dig oh it. yeah, yeah. That's but that's what you're objecting yeah, to. Right? I think that that goes on. See, I always think yes. there's not one side that's that's good and healthy, and one side that's Ooh. bad and wrong. There's this mutual Sick dysfunction dance. that goes right. on. Well, in the, the all guys, kinds of right? The guys find the woman that will that will allow that kind of love addicted sort of yes. contact. And and by the way, the the love addict, you know, ultimately knows there's going to be a rejection, right? Mm-hmm. And so the, that that's what makes him extra super needy mm. and clingy. Yes. So he finds somebody that's going to eventually reject and sabotage. That's he's picking that, and then she, of course, whatever her experience is, she likes that kind of attention and just lets yeah. it kind of. What was someone in. with that pathology? Let's see. She turned around and was like, "You're right. I am in love with you." Would he then fade oh. out? Would he be able to handle it? <laughs> hard to know it depends on their situation yeah. I, he might end up sabotaging it or they might end up getting so sort of Romeo and Juliet I stuff. think they might yeah. do that for six weeks or two months and then it'll blow up that's right yeah. 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 six something weeks to happen. two months yeah something will happen they would probably get this big elation if the person turned around yeah, yeah. but then somehow it'd be like you know she's just not what I thought she'd be exactly <laughs> the fantasy goes well yeah. I have this theory like and it's stereotypical but it, the, men are so not conditioned to be in touch with their feelings that they are freaked out when women have any feelings and it's so I know most women are like oh you haven't even seen feelings right <laughs> like you're just right. freaked out by my baseline being a woman like right. oh, well then this will never work with anybody because <laughs> but I think oh, it's well, drama it's drama yeah. it's feelings yeah because well, they were afraid okay. of their so, own so let's break that down it's kind of interesting because yeah. I think let's say a guy yeah, so. saw me cry let's say she told me a story and I started to cry yeah. I feel like when a guy certain guys when they see that they go oh my god if someone's crying it must be really really bad I don't ever want to feel that way I don't relate and, like anyway, but, yeah, but anyway. So, so you have a part of your brain called the corpus callosum that's much bigger than the man, much bigger. So you're communicating both sides of your brain. The right side of the brain is sort of the emotional holistic piece. And so you're getting more contact with the emotional systems, more comfort with it, more regulation of it. You're more in it all you the time. You can have both at the yeah, same time, we can't, which we, men can't. We can't. We can't Why? really do it. I don't like that because we're, we're God that created way. us like, they, but he created us to be together. Yes. Okay. So hold on. Yes. I totally agree. So so we need to. We need That's to, why women are superior and should be in charge. I don't believe that either. I think mm, we're I equal. Do. No, we're, but women do? are better. Yeah. Women are better. If, if, listen, as, we're as, equal. as it pertains to this material, you're definitely. Women are better. Why can't men get like a brain well, because that's because women <laughs> wanted to be men. Because wait, wait, oh, that said, would take away from the other stuff. To be men and this and that, and that's what I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Uh-oh. Something went terribly wrong in the 70s. Yes, 60s. I totally agree with so, you. The 70s here. when it played out. Remember, it blew up in our faces. Bottom of the 70s. I think yes. 70s is the biggest, deepest period of depravity this country's ever been through. I but agree with you. Something went wrong where yes. you mm-hmm. just needed to respect women as the superior beings that they already were for thousands of years, instead of 
fight to be equal to men. Right. Because well, women are race. scumbags. Well, no, 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 like, no, no. Let's, And then the great How many wars have women started? Hang on. Let, let me, let me uh, <laughs> I don't know, Guinevere. But, the, but let, let me just say that, that we mistook, we overgeneralize equality in the workplace with being the same. In other words, right. and, and we, we do that with equality generally. Abraham Lincoln articulated it pretty well. It doesn't, equality doesn't mean equal in all respects. It means we have equal opportunity, equal quality under the law, equal consideration. Oh, okay, got it. A, but, but our differences need right. to be valued and, and sort of revered. And those differences were repressed. We're not it. different. We're the same. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and I'm saying, and I'm saying that's value different. In fact, I consider the difference superior, in mm. particular as it pertains to this material. So let me finish your, your, your aphorism here, your story, which was that um, the man seeing emotion. It, it, he's not particularly comfortable and flexible with it. I was going to say, I would try to figure out why, what's causing well, it. Well, men that's yeah. left automatically... Brain. That's left brain. Automatically yeah. want to fix. Yeah, they want to fix. Automatically. And yeah. women you identify so you can fix. Right. Yeah. And, and the, idea, the idea of sitting with the feeling, with you, and just mm. containing it or giving you a holding environment, we talked about that, we don't know how to do that. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what women do with a child. They give a whole, a frame to, for the baby to start to regulate and feel better. When I saw my wife doing that the first time, I was like, what the fuck is that? That is sensational. I don't know how you know how to do that. And I you know, I needed a lot of therapy later to help me understand what that was. But it, it's something women do kind of naturally and want that from men. Men can do it. We yeah. can. But we have to under, you have to literally like walk us through it. We we don't automatically. Well, that's know the how other qu- quagmire. What's the difference between a normal person walking a man through the thing and then someone being codependent and trying to change? So it's too it's too much. What, for well, us. what's he open to? What's he want? If a guy says, "Help me, help me, help me, be, do a better job of being with you while you're crying," if you say, "I don't it think most guys are saying," that. but no one's ever said that dream in my life. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine me breaking down. I would be so fearful. This person would be like, "Oh my god, this is just too much drama." Yes. It, it's well, that's, just me not that being must be what Stepford that, wife. That must be what that guy did then. He said no drama. Oh, jeez. That, no drama? I'm going, what does that mean? She said it. No it means humanity. no humanity. That's no right. It means be that's a porn right. channel, that's like right. you said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, be a porn channel. But but it's also... So should we invest in you porn stock? No, I fucking don't <laughs> But, but here's, here's my bigger question, which is... What about when they get reality goggles? Oh, It's please. all I, game, I, set, I, match, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should all do like eternal sunshine in the spotless mind and get our ability to feel and love romantically removed and then just be a society of people that are friends and t- you know people want to have if people that's what we want to do in Manhattan it causes so much communal pain. living because I, I, I just I have my girlfriends and I love my girlfriends and just you know one of the girlfriends has a baby and we don't know if it's going to work out so we want to do like this community living because right now that's all we have mm. we're not right. buying our own BS by the way yeah, yeah you yeah. know what I mean we actually wouldn't mind a man but, but, but you know what I mean? It's, it's your solution. Best. Yeah, right. it's your solution to the situation. Right. It's very interesting. I mean, I'm like half kidding. A quarter, no, but seriously, come kidding. live in the community with us. But see, when you <laughs> say communal living, I get like too many people in my business. But that's the source <laughs> of happiness, right? I mean, it is, you said that one time, you can't have happiness. What was the, the quote without, without risk? Well, no, no, it was something about. It, 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 true happiness comes from relationships. Yeah, yeah, it's intimacy. That's so yeah, true. It's important people, important people with, with people. But don't you happiness. think in this country or this society, when you say that, you mean sister, brother, friend? Yes. yes. But in this world, it's romantic relationship, 
How mm. could you be happy unless either your relationship is perfect or you're in one? Like you've got The Bachelor and you've got Married at First Sight oh, and everything. Oh, just the craziest shit I ever yeah, seen. Yeah, and it's like, but you know, and people who don't know it's fake are like, just that whole notion that how could someone? Obviously, people like to be in relationships. It's fun, but there's it, periods where if you're not, you're not, lo- you're not longing to be in one. It's not like you're in starvation or dehydrated. No, but I do long to be in one, and I don't like that about myself. Yeah, I have a fun time being single, but there's this part of me that just yearns for it. But that doesn't mean you're miserable day to day, right? You're not no. waking up unhappy. But my girlfriend said the other day she she was in a bad relationship, and she said I'd rather be in no relationship than a bad one. Well, you thought you'd rather uh, be in a bad one than well, no one. No, just I still yearn for the relationship. Why even hasn't that bad. cut off? Even if it doesn't feed you. Well, I, I want it to feed me. It, it's just this unending feeling. But I guess it's just yeah, humanity, long, right? Well, longing is a tough feeling. Uh, there, there's something called longing for the end of longing, which yes. is what you're describing. <laughs> and 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 that's that's the whole. You you had a big hole, remember? Yes. And, and that's the hole. Uh, you got to keep filling, keep yeah. filling, keep filling. And you're you're on your way. You it's know, so you're getting better. Way. I mean, yeah. my girlfriends. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm so. What is the journey satiated. with your mom? What's been the journey with your mom? My mom, we thought she had Alzheimer's. Then she started to shake. She fell Uh-oh. and ended up in the hospital, and she had Parkinson's. She's still living on that p- cool yeah. place on Pico. Yes, yeah, she I is. Love that it has place. all my covers everywhere. You got to see it. it's like 75 uh, of my magazine covers. Wow. Yeah, it's cool. So um, she she was in the hospital and she was shaking, and they said, you know, she has Parkinson's. Yeah. They put her on L dopamine. Oh my gosh, she's back. Oh, she's good. talking. Oh, she's good. walking. She's out of the wheelchair. She doesn't have to have helpers. Yeah, good. But there's, you know, the L dopamine you get a tolerance to. So that's Well, scary. there's a lot of, it, it's cinnamon, and, and there's a lot of anti Parkinsonian medication, a lot. They start to have lots of side effects. You have to be careful. Oh, really? Yeah, but, but there are a lot of stuff to be done, including these days they do with these implantable devices. Have they talked to her about that yet? No, but she's but they, amazing. They, they have these. If if she starts getting intolerant to the medicine or, or intolerant to the side effects, there's mechanical stuff they can actually okay. do. Pretty pretty benign. It's pretty well perfected now. I mean, so here's the journey wow. of healing to me. So nobody likes to touch on the fact why we're so fucked up. We meaning all of us. How we were raised. This, what now? We're, of this, course. Because then it looks like finger pointing out who raised us. Right. Oh. And there needs. We all intellectually know who caused it. The question is how to forgive it or how to process it mm-hmm. and understand that they did the best they can. See, 12-step world is big about they did the best they can, but not really feeling, well, they should have done. I right. was told they did the best they could by every therapist or every rehab or any right. sponsor I had in 12-step world. And finally, I just said, you know what? They could have done fucking better. Yeah. They should have done fucking better. <laughs> yeah, I want to be and mad what, at my that mom. That feeling of anger then turned into empathy and understanding yeah. through a conversation. No, about it's, that. it's yeah, quite. Like, it it's out. quite fine to say that's fucked up, <laughs> and especially yeah. to do that to a kid. What the fuck is the matter yeah. with these people? But you know what? They were fucked up. Yeah, and yeah, they, they were. Yeah. And, and it's like, and somehow I, I have to be okay. It's up to me now to be okay. And then the, then the the final phase is how do you then have a relationship with people that you look at and go, that, you were fucked up. That is not okay. Right. You helped me when I was telling you how fucked up my sister mom is yeah. or whatever. And I, 
you know, because of my needing to have approval from her, I talk to her every day and she always shames you, tells you Uh, you're you're either the greatest or the worst, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm just going on on for years about that for our patients. (laughs) I get lots of that for our patients. (laughs) So I get years and years of telling Drew about my mom. Then she comes to visit and he meets her and we're hanging out. And the next day he goes, your mom's great. Oh, my God. God, I would have killed you. Everyone loves my mom. But then he said, can you imagine what it was like when she was 14 in 1960 to be pregnant? (gasps) 14? I never had thought of that. Yeah. That that traumatizing experience for her. Well, she had that's, to pretend she was your sister, right? Because it was well, so... Well, I don't think that's as bad as being 14 years old in it's Catholic school. Bad. No, but all that's why... You know how she found out she was pregnant? She had a stomach and they sent her to the nurse's thing <gasps> at school. Oh, oh my, my gosh. I mean, then I started living her life, you know, and left yeah. brain kind of thinking Epithet, and feeling, yeah. and it kind of became integrated. Like, she, you know... So we you, can you have better just, boundaries and we can do things better and I love her and you know what I mean? But but I think it, admitting, you, the big part of what you just said is admitting there's a lot of fucked upness right now from the 70s, from all mm-hmm. the shit that went on. The, like the wheels came off the wagon in the yep. 60s and maybe it's the aftermath of the excesses of uh, you know sitting on top of the world at the end of World War II and being so economically... But wasn't super- there a joke in the late 70s, early 80s that why do women want to be equal when they're superior? I remember I hearing I yeah, that Yeah, there's joke. a famous quote. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like, don't strive to be equal to men. Be It's someone... Ugh. Everybody should make the same amount of money for doing the same thing. I don't even know what the fuck the argument is. But but being the same, there's no way. I have a penis. Girls have vaginas. But these young girls, girls can went give from- life. You know, boys watch you porn. <laughs> in, the, in the 50s you know young girls wanted to get married and now young girls are like this no i mean i'll do them but i don't want anything like that they, yeah. they're so we'll have a baby crap i'll have a baby but oh not get my married. god there's so and, and it's just such denial there's yeah. too much pain there yeah. and they wear these crowns and you know i'm i'm a princess i'm a little diva i'm a queen treat I me like a that queen stuff. that's just feeling s- this big yeah they're f- feeling an inch tall and just ego crap but that's the and parents it, doing that too they're feeding the children the permission to do that to be that but I, that's I, something to aspire to that's why i'm not a big uh, fan of the kardashians quick, if that's something to aspire to for young women Shame on the parents uh, right. of those. I'm having a little experience. Yeah. So you, you might want to write about this, Amber, because there's something powerful in your perspective on all this stuff. I don't know what, but no, no, just Makes feeling me mad. I well, don't but know but why. you have a you have a a clarity about it that I've not really seen lately. You've been experiencing a lot of it, girl. <laughs> I've watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, a yeah. lot of pain. So we might think about it. Just a lot of trial and error. Right, Drew knows a guy you can just talk to on the phone. He'll write a book. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I yeah. got to do that. Tucker Max has a company. I want to do that. You, he'll you pay them some of money. They will interview you for hours and hours and hours and hours, and then hand you your book. What? Back. Yes, Amber, cool. you oh could do that. That'd be a that's, great gift for someone. I thought you were joking. You no, you that's would do so that. Cool. Who thought of that? Uh, it's a great idea. How He's a, great? Tucker's a smart dude. Say what you will about him. Oh my god! Uh, I don't know him. I just know. Well, he's what now. I think he, of, no, I know well, now he's been in analysis for years. He's totally different. Guy's married with a kid. Good for him. Oh, was he one of your exes? No, no I just, come on. We were talking about uh, analysis. Yeah, I'm, I'm sending. I'm it. sending. Uh, I'm sending Jen to analysis. It's time. It's okay. Time. See, now I'm all worried. My therapist is listening to this. Well, well it's my fault. What's the difference between therapy and analysis? <laughs> yes, there is a difference. What? That's right. a big difference. Oh, oh. It, it's 
it's you know as different thoughts about things. It's a different structure. It's a different uh, and it's deeper. It's a deeper therapy's about coping. Different. It's not about yeah. Let's just clarify. To me, therapy is about coping, but. Analysis is about oh, what really, happened are, really. Well, no, deep. it's almost. I don't know how to describe it because it's because there's analysis and then there's analysis too. There's different kinds of analytic processes, but it, it's almost delving into. It, it's philosophical. Not a, it, it's things. right. It's not about health and wellness. It's only. not about you. Exactly. It's like archetypes. It, it's and... almost more of an exploration of who you are in your life and its meaning, and it oh. and it's t- time consuming and it's expensive. And the, what I'm referring to is not just that. I'm referring to something a little different. Because um, I still like the cognitive, like now, what are the new behaviors I should adopt? You do that automatically. Yeah, you you're you're so, that. You, you yeah. know more about yourself than most of the people that I encounter. I, I she told knows her the that. I, well, I know. I, I said, know. I'm telling you, you're very self-aware. I, I said, Jen, you need therapy. You yeah, need and analysis. You know, that's I'm what miserable I want. and crazy, but really Human. self-aware. <laughs> you are not miserable and crazy. I am. You don't see me when I'm alone. What do you do? You bang land your head against cry. the wall? No, I just land and cry. Smell lavenders. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I'm aware of stuff, and, and now what? It's like I thought awareness was the key. Right? Well, that's what, what you're saying there? about the parent stuff. Like, I think there's all these kinds of therapy where it's like you figure out what happened, and you learn not to blame them, and you forgive, and then you stop. It's like now, what I'm curious right. in is the patterns I learned to cope with this, that, right. and the other. How are they affecting me? Well, negatively? I, I think right. the cognitive stuff is overemphasized. My humble self. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. no, but wait a minute. I'm going to defend that. People are non-functional, Drew. No, no, no. I'm not I deal with I'm... 300 <laughs> no, non-functional yes. human beings. CBT works good to get no, them I know. functioning. No, I know. No, no, no. Listen to me. I, I don't dis- I don't, I'm not saying it shouldn't be done. I'm saying it's overemphasized. And we've left out the other piece, which is what I was talking about, feeling true the whole. Healing. Yeah. Yes. True healing. True healing I don't, wow. is a term that is a code that we have oh, at work. That. Watch this. I don't think most people have enough horsepower to do that anymore. Um. Do you know well, what horsepower is? That was a code we no, had at work. These two do. The, the people weren't intellectually. Oh, they're well, dumb. And, and yeah, there's yeah. all kinds of horsepower. There's like motivation. There's <laughs> yeah. smarts. There's awareness. There's attentional. Just, and, and, able to. Right. Yeah, yeah. Able to. Those able are usually to. the people guys, who go. No, you yeah. guys are candidates. Those are usually the people who say things like, I'm not going to therapy because I'm going to work it out on my own. As if, uh, as if the most lonely thing to, to do. No, you know what the LA code is? I got the 12 steps. That's all I need. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So that's just identity. Now they found an identity and then it stops. The 12 steps gets you to baseline. Oh, my gosh. After years and years of sobriety, it gets you to baseline. That's right. You just stop the medication. And then if you want to really become semi-whole or... Not cry every night laying yeah. in bed. I mean, right. by the way, exactly. I was, I was really, jo- I really don't cry every night in bed. But I when that. I, when I do, I overreact to it. I'm like, what is happening? Like, you I'm, get panicked I'm, about it. I, I'm the same way with health. I get a little bit of a like. I will not tolerate not feeling a hundred percent. Right. What's seconds. wrong with me? So oh, wait till have, you get my age. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I'm 41, almost 42, and things are starting to happen, and I'm like not. Acceptable. It's 50. Yeah, 50 is the cutoff. Things start breaking, and you just don't even fix them anymore at 50. <laughs> Am I right? Fuck yeah! It's, it's very. Drew thinks we're not a. We're not designed to live this long. We're not. If you well, if you go to any old cemetery, you're right. Yeah. Oh no, we're absolutely Everyone's not. It's, it's but for the grace of God that we have interventions and things mm-hmm. where we do. But you know, I I don't know if you know. I went through a big operation a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that kicked the crap out of me. And now everything, it's like, oh, when's the next shoe going to drop? All right, what's, what's oh, next? I can't, I, I, it's a I, terrible I, As I was driving up here, I thought about you. Did they tell you to stop eating sugar? 
Or do they not do they not well, say I, that? Well, I I already have a sh- carbohydrate problem. I'm sure. <laughs> what do you mean? I I have a metabolic syndrome and stuff, so I really have to limit my carbohydrates. I do. I I try I try not to eat sugars or breads, but I love them. Yeah, I know. Love them. It's the closest thing I've experienced to opiate withdrawal. When I when oh I gosh, when I, I go on over binges, your legs ache. I don't get the which I don't get the I I just get the preoccupation, the irritability, the discontent, the desperation, all that. I stuff. go through a cycle really? every yeah. month where I just no sugar, no nothing, eat healthy. I just was at the raw juice today. That's where I. Ate. But then come like Wednesday, I'll get a big bag of licorice and eat the whole thing or mm. sin sugs from Trader Joe's. Oh my God. And then the next day, my legs ache. Jesus. Really? Well, yeah. that's the, the licorice has weird things that it can make. Affect, Does it? Uh, yeah, affect yeah. your kidney. Your kidney metabolism. Yeah, it yeah. feels be like dope sick, kind of like what you're describing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you want to be vain, sugar. Sugar what? Rips the collagen out of your face. Nice. Sugar apparently turns to insulin, Once which it turns is on your par- part of the aging process. Yeah, oh. insulin, hyperinsulinemia is bad for you, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was it's, just curious when you went you through all that. You might wonder how some of those rock stars based. still look so young. <laughs> or, or well, it's in my family. You know, it's always cat, no, so it's breast cancer in mine. Yeah. Breast cancer. Oh my gosh, it, it's terrifying. Is it really family oh, history of cancer? Should, Sorry. Fuck yeah. Rats, what? Uh, this is what cancer, I to ask Cancer you. is a genetic error, right? You understand that? Yeah, and it turns on. I'm talking about the turning on. We all have it, but the turning on is really runs her- heritage wise. Yeah, the probability of that fragility. Yeah. yeah really? Yeah. See, because yeah. my grandmother had breast cancer twice, did not die from it. She, was BT she older dubs. when she was uh, seventy and ninety? Yeah, old, when, it's a different disease. Uh, old, my it, sister it, got it's it at forty. Peaks. That's didn't a bad. Die. That's the worst disease. Totally fine. Good. Oh, but I'm probably at risk for it too. No kids. Get a brocket blah, blah. test or anything. I want to, but then if I get it and it says I have the gene, what am I going to cut my oh. boobs off? Like I don't. Yeah, I just want to ignore it because <clears throat> that's what I've been doing, kind of ignoring. Are what's you going definitely on. going to get cancer no. if you have that gene? No. So why should Dude, I know? There's about a it? lot of stuff that's going on now. There's new tests for in utero babies that tells you all the most horrible Down syndrome things. Yeah. A new hybrid test. Yeah, yeah. That they don't tell you you're getting that. Friends of mine got it. Not me, but friends of mine got it. Be very and, careful. And then they lived testing. for a week not knowing because you have to get more tests until finally, oh, there's nothing wrong. Right. Ugh. Genetic testing is is a little dicier for the very reason you guys are raising, which is genes are not destiny. And right. they are proclivities. They are their patterns. There's a lot of money to be made in it. Well, genetic testing. Yeah, I'm telling you. I, I know. And, and we'll get better at it. It's, but the whole epigenetic phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this, That's interesting. Yeah. This is all this is all very complex biology. And biology is all, people have to understand, just a big giant probability equation. It's not, mm-hmm. a, it's not a linear. It's not a mathematical equation. It's a probability. And so how do you, given you have a increased probability of cancer, how do you don't smoke those cigarettes when you're not that dark, right? I don't, but I used uh, to smoke. I'm just saying that yeah. incre- that that dramatically changes this proclivity. Yeah, in, in a bad direction. Isn't there alcohol certain simple life direction. choices? Drugs and alcohol. Stop cigarettes. Yep. You stop that. Those relate to everything. <clears throat> everything. Yeah. Those are two. And big, take big, apple big, cider big, vinegar every morning. That may, I, I, that I do those be, enemas. Apple cider vinegar. Enemas. Yeah. Ow. In there. Apple it's very alkaline. But can't you eat sugar and watch a tumor grow? I really think like cancer has some kind of relation to like candida or some kind of fungal type thing. No, well, but but cancer is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds There's of different, different ones, illnesses. Yeah. Is it? Oh, my mom had different. my grandma mom had oats cancer. Oats cancer is that one? 
Oh, so, in the lawn? Yeah, yeah so used fat. To, used to call Boom. it hotel, yeah. Gets it in oh. November, dead and fucking mad. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, there's something like that. There's nothing you can do about it. And then Still. Lemmy supposedly had one that he was diagnosed two days before and then died. <gasps> but he was ignoring, I guess, yeah. the symptoms. Lemmy had some other stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what was going on there? But let's get on to something okay. more. Updated. Jen's got to go in a couple minutes. Yeah, so we yeah. got to kind of wrap things up, right? So you, there's a guy out, out there for every no, no, gal. Just, just keep me. looking. <laughs> but, but, but is it? Let's. let's by the way, I, yeah. By the way, he was just keep looking. I'm like, I'm off looking. That's like the psychic told me to keep. I'm like, the, the, no looking. But but I am. Uh, you better keep looking. Uh, but what if your guy is in busy, China and you on. never go to China? But, but hang on, you guys. We're, we're, there's a is. bigger there's a bigger sort of arc to our conversation, which is we we went from a lot of relationships, a love addiction, to how empty and empty and and mm-hmm. uh, uh, empty. I guess would be the word we feel and, and longing and all this stuff. And then we started talking about horrible diseases and things and and dying. It's really what we're talking about. Inevitably, you're trying to fill that void but shouldn't and we no be talking, shit before you die. But there may, so you can die in peace. Well, that's kind of where I was going. That, that's that, what my friend was saying. It's going to be you and Pete. And I said, yeah, that's probably going to be it. And but, we'll be cool with it. We'll, well, we'll be but, cool. But, but that's, the thing, that's the thing that we're nowhere near any of us in this world, this country, is being sort of okay with what we've got. You know, we're all fearful of dying. We're all messed up in our mm. relationship. And I think it goes back to us not having those deep connections that we need right. for everything to be okay. We have, we have to sort of be in love with life to really right. be okay. And it's not just love ourselves. We have to love everything. I go through that. I, sometimes I'm really you, in love with Are life. you good? I and was going to say, I want to live long enough to be okay with dying. Right. But the, that's the, right. No, that's the good. illness I, I, made me love life. I'm, I'm starting to yeah. exactly for my life. What I'm but good. I don't have any like, examples of that. I want to live. Okay, good. And and even having a sister mom and all that stuff that we we were children during the seventies was fucked up. It was fucked up. Yeah. Let's let's contribute to us coming out of that. Let's well, contribute I think that's to what us. we're trying to do. Like no, I, I know this. The phenomena that came up in my generation was addiction. I mean, before it was in the shadows, it was in the closet. Well, Betty we also, Ford, by the way, Betty Ford listen, brought it out of uh, the uh, shadows. Uh, we, and then with the chemicals, the, the pills and things were around to cause severe, to amplify the process, right? The trauma yeah. and the pills, right? right? But I'm talking about how in my little speck here on earth, yep. this huge problem manifested itself. I was a part of it. Yep. I was a victim of it. Yep. I got some of the earliest treatment for it, some of the greatest treatment for it. I luckily got out of it. I got enlightened about it, and then I'm able to help other people become enlightened. Okay, that's a magical thing to be a part of. Yes, right. I agree. And and would you be okay with dying tomorrow? No, I got too much to do. <laughs> okay, and is that is that because you have so much you want to do and see? That's a selfish thing. Or no, is no, no. I got kids to raise. Right. Okay. Fine. I have see, a question I, though. Everything that we've been talking about. Is it at intimacy disorders, this emptiness mm-hmm. that a lot more and more, the, the more I'm aware, the more I look around and go, wow, it's not yep. just 20 percent. Wasn't the addiction rate like 20 percent? It's way more than well, that. You, you, you alluded to love addiction, love, love avoidance cycle, which is yes. what we're talking about, which people are, everybody seems to be caught Listen, in right you now. throw food in. that at the source hey, 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 of everybody, addiction? Hey, you throw food into America's gumbo of addiction well, and, and the entire nation is addicted okay but amber let me answer your question uh, yeah. you, you were kind of going there with the right health, unhealthy dietary habits and all but is everyone in the love avoidance love avoidance cycle no or? no is that at the heart of the massive amount of addicts that are out there no at what? the heart of it at the heart of it is trauma abandonment abuse at the heart and then people get caught in the love addiction love avoidance cycle so how do we trauma. enlighten okay. i'll give you trauma. an example I saw this beautiful 
cherub of a little girl, like seven or eight years old the other day. And the mother was extremely unfit and mm. unhealthy and mm. angry and unkempt. Mm. And I thought, that's what's going to happen to this beautiful yes. epigenetics right like being but but that she's going to traumatize so how child. do we enlighten yes. people to realize the reason why you're so miserable is and you can do something about it is because of trauma and you need to talk and you need to explore and you need to admit weakness and mm-hmm. and things that America is not too good at. But we're so politically correct. We're not supposed to notice that this woman shouldn't probably be raising a kid. Yeah, I know there's that too. But if she did, I mean, you're right. Her ability, though, is going to be impaired. And that child is living yep. in that woman's universe. Uh, you know, that's the universe she's absorbing. So perfect. I know. We fuck them up. But there this generation go. is starting to become very aware. My mother's generation was not aware. But yes. then you got to think. Your okay, mom my- knew she was fucking you up. She told me. What? <laughs> she told me. I don't remember that. She I don't told remember that. me when she was over on the other side. She goes, I know I'm part of this. Oh, well, part she, of well, it is one thing. Yeah, not, yeah. Taking any, not taking the full responsibility, <laughs> but certainly knew that she had not been the best. I think she was you. afraid. No, she. I remember her being afraid we were going to blame her. And yeah, I, and yeah. I we never really the, discussed nobody it wants to this to day. Blame. I Everybody mean, wants to just talk about the inner effect. When my son is distraught, and twenty-eight years old, on New Year's Eve night. Your current son. Yes. Yeah. He has my an older son. I had to respond. I had to walk out of the concert I was at. I had to respond because I am in causation and right. and in in a relation with that. Yeah. Parents don't want to admit that because mm-hmm. they think admitting that admits blame for the entire thing. Right. No, they're, you've they're got not. a lot of blame for yourself. I, I do, yeah. but we've never, we, the, the most we ever talked about it was on the show, actually. Yeah, I think it, she was open to talking about it on the show. She was afraid she was going to be blamed. I had to really yes. work on her. Because I, I would not blame your mom. I would not no blame parents her. No, to blame she, for the poor decisions of their children. But the whole, yes. Yeah, it's, it, it's not okay what she did. It's not okay. But I wouldn't create another victim out of it. Right. I wouldn't blame her. I don't want. What does that do for anybody? Well, I want to be so angry. I want to be get angry at her once. But now she's sick. I want to be like you know. Till I was you know thirty we went five. Over to I her, was in that apartment. You know when we went over to her apartment Doing drugs? that day? I thought you up. were going to get angry, and you were just like, da, 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 da. <laughs> wasn't ready yet. I, I, the anger is <laughs> thought, so I, deep and I dark. I'm so prepared I don't think. driving she's, over there like, she's going to fucking unload on <laughs> No, her. she's too, too, uh, Amber, she's too de- uh-uh. decrepit now. I, it's too. not my experience. This was five years un- ago. Unloading on the people that are part of our story and responsible for the pain yeah. ne- never really satisfies. It doesn't? It doesn't okay, do because sometimes I see on TV that you know they go to the, like on Fuck intervention that. or something Bullshit. and the father goes, no, I wasn't there for you and it looks like all this pain is relieved. No, no that's no, that's just that's editing. Bullshit. That's is bullshit. it? Yeah. That, that's a fantasy. That's another fantasy this country lives in that you know you can confront somebody it's all over. No. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, it's, this, you know, you know the, in the end though, it's the holes in all of us. And we're all responsible to fix those holes and not blame the people that cause those holes, but understand that they were caused. We've we've gone way over, guys. We've got to wrap this thing up. Jen's got to get out of here, even though she's enraptured. I'm enraptured. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have fun? Oh, my God. I so did. I love this podcast. I can't believe I got to be on it. Thank you. Thanks for letting me barge in. Jen's. Absolutely. uh, Jen is a friend. You're a friend of Duncan's, too, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Duncan Trussell. I saw the Duncan thing when he was all drunk. Yeah, that I did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You're a judge? Well, Jen does one, too. Jen, Jen does five of them. 
She's 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 the oh, queen I went of drunk on a history. Drunk history. You've done marathon. drunk history. Yeah. It was she's a drunk queen. history marathon. I watch it. Which ones was you on? I love drunk history. <laughs> you don't remember Jen? She's hers are the best. I did. Oh, uh, the, I'm gonna Woodrow, Google them. Uh, the Woodrow Wilson was in a. His wife when helped the, run the country. Woodrow Wilson was stroked out. I never saw that. I never saw that. Winona Ryder played Mary Yeah, I saw Winona Ryder one. No, you saw I think you saw that earlier. I just did a recent one about journalism where this political cartoonist took down Tammany Hall. With Jason Alexander was in it. Yeah, yeah. You've seen it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jen is considered the queen of drunk history. I just sat. When was the Drunk History Marathon? I just sat and watched like nine hours of it. Yeah, it was on Eve. That's what my life is. <laughs> well, you can, what, so her, her famous one is with Don Cheadle and uh, oh Will Ferrell, and Will yeah. Ferrell that <gasps> was about Frederick Douglass. Frederick I gotta see that. It's the best one. Oh, I'm blonde then, so you can't recognize. Me. Oh, oh, let me God. tell you, am I the last American yeah. paying two hundred and eleven dollars for cable? Because I just love television. Uh, I, I still have cable, but it's I have not that expensive. I got everything and the NBA package. Oh, I don't no, care. No, I love no, television. No. It's worth it. Pay for it. Totally. Fuck FiOS. All right, with that, everybody, <laughs> check Jen out on Drug History. Also, uh, Jen, what's your website? Uh, JenKirkman.com. JenKirkman.com. Jen is a stand-up. She's all over the country, all over the world. So you'll find her somewhere. And uh, anything else you want to tell them? Your book? Oh, sure. If they want to pre-order my new book called I Know What I'm Doing and Other Lies I Tell Myself. And she has a stand-up on Netflix. We just saw it. It's very good. Uh, I forget the title. I'm, I'm going to die alone and yes. I feel fine. Yes, I'm dying alone and I feel fine. It's very, That's what we were talking about. That could be a promo for this. No, Jen is very tuned into all this stuff. You know Becky yeah. then. Who? Dave, Dave Becky. Becky. Oh, yeah. I actually don't know him personally. How could you not know him? Because I don't know. I just was never his client but I know people who know him. Yeah. We've got to get, get him in here on this thing. Oh, he'll do it. All right. It's good. Amber, thank you. It's always, it's it, it, you're an inspiration. I don't know if you know that. Thank I think you. I've told you that many times. Thank but, you. But no, you, you. Very few success stories. So <laughs> it's a lot of work. Down. A lot of emotional growth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you've done it and stayed with it and it's it's kind of in some respect, all of us never stop growing, and, right, and that's right. some of the magic of this, right? Mm-hmm. And so, be be grateful for where we are. And uh, I'm just I'm grateful as well as you are. I'm good to get to know you a little better. Thank and you, Bob. Today's episode is courtesy of Rocky Mountain Treatment Center. Good to go. <laughs> Thank you. See you next time. Push out of my butt.